ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ precursor to it. ਭਾਈ ਕਨਈਆ ਜੀ ਹੀ ਇਜ਼ ਆਊਟ देयर ਹੀ ਇਜ਼ ਅਬਜ਼ਰਵਿੰਗ ਦਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਫਾਈਟਿੰਗ ਦਾ ਮੁਗਲਸ ਐਂਡ ਦਾ ਰਾਜਪੂਤਸ ਦਾ ਪੂਰਬੀਆਸ ਭਾਈ ਕਨਈਆ ਗੋਇਸ ਐਂਡ ਸਟਾਰਟਸ ਹੈਲਪਿੰਗ ਦਾ ਸੀਕਸ ਹੀ ਇਜ਼ ਬੈਂਡੇਜਿੰਗ देम ਹੀ ਇਜ਼ ਪੋਰਿੰਗ ਵਾਟਰ ਇਨਟੂ देयर ਮਾਊਥਸ ਅਲੋਂਗ ਦਾ ਵੇ ਔਨ ਦਾ ਸੀ ਕਲਾਇੰਟਸ देयर ਆਰ ਅ ਫਿਊ ਐਨਮੀ ਸੋਲਜਰਸ ਰੈਦਰ ਦੈਨ ਕਿਲ ਮੈਨ ਹੂ ਹੈਵ ਫੋਲਨ ਅੰਡਰ ਹੈਵੀ ਵੂਂਡਸ ਔਰ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਟੂ ਡਾਈ he patches them up loads them up on a few donkeys or horses and sends them back towards their side gives them a bit of water you know ointment and sends them back that you know you guys can just go back and it's up to your side if they want to save you or not come down a few centuries we have baba adansha if i remember his name correctly he starts the adan shahi sampradaya which is pretty much kar seva wale today they're the descendants of the sampradaya and when they come into being around the maharaja ranjit singh era the story of pai kanaiya is blowing beyond proportion now i guess the way it must have happened is that in the sikh empire the sikhs were a very conspicuous minority and to keep on justifying the sikhs ruling over other communities there was obviously a lot of uh, <clears throat> you can say political correctness going on and somehow and the other the spike in a year incident this little incident in our history is suddenly transformed into something that pike in a year especially went over to that side to help those warriors and then it's made out that all these sikhs pull bike and yap in front of guru gobind singh ji and guru gobind singh ji asks bike and yeah well bike and yeah what's your story defend yourself and bike and yeah says maharaj i see you in each and every one of the enemy soldiers that's why i helped them now whether this happened or whether this did not happen that's another story altogether what's happening today is that we are actually believing that sarbatada pala means giving langar giving help to people who will eventually turn against us well as you said controversial yep and i guess there are many people who will say nay ji nishkam seva karni chahiye we should do selfless seva we should do this we should do that i mean think about it if we really wanted to do selfless seva Now here's something I'm going to say Sarbatada pala can also be done through a hail of bullets Udham Singh went and shot down a dwire that was Sarbatada pala right Guru Gobind Singh ji did Sarbatada pala through the Kirpan Baba Banda Singh Bahadur did Sarbatada pala through the Kirpan Nawab Kapoor Singh did Sarbatada pala through Rajneeti You know we have so many countless examples from the 80s and beyond that you know sarbatada pala is done through a multitude of ways there, i think uh, there was uh, like a group in the uk who decided that 
they are going to go to Syria and, and Iraq and fight ISIS because Sikhs are warriors. I remember that. I remember that. And this, the stupidity which has come down to us is that we are only supposed to do Sarbatapala, but we are not supposed to use our brains. That's that's the main thing. So we are supposed to do Sarbatapala, but not Avarpala. Not Avarpala. Now, look, if we go back into history, now, of course, there are lots of these uh, woke snowflakes who are going to be saying that, nay, 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 we can't compare two things together. The Jews are different. The Khalsa is different. What are you guys on about? Every June, they will be the first ones to say, well, wait a second. If the Jews can get their own country, why can't we? So leaving that hypocrisy aside, if you look at the Jews, for thousands of years, they have been, you know, straying through Europe in this time just before World War II. And even though they're helping their local charities, the local non-Jewish communities, there's this united sense of purpose through Zionism, and they start helping themselves as well. Now, today, we are running around doing Sarbatadapala, Sarbatadapala, Sarbatadapala. We have seen it happen. What we get in return, we are called terrorists, fundamentalists. Our families are so dysfunctional that the people who we do Sarbatapala for, they usually go around and try grooming our uh, girls to make them into prostitutes. Yep, that's all true. And uh, even, yep. even if they do not call us terrorists, or even, even if they do not express their disdain for us, overtly or covertly, it's still not worth it. It's still not worth it. So if you look at it this way, look, look here, look here. Sikligars, Vanjaras, the people living in Trilokpuri and beyond, what happened in the Punjab, those families, those, you know, Punjabi families whose kids are, you know, suffering overseas, some are overstayers, some are on student visas, work visas, who are trying to settle for a better life abroad, forgetting each and every one of our problems, Sarbatada Pala, Kithaya, Langarda Bata, Unanu Dena, not just are, country, not just yep. country, entire states. Uh, you could say it's a country, then it's a, a coalition. But you also have to remember that thousands, if not millions of their own religious places, and they are sitting atop billions and billions worth of, let's say, precious metals to begin with. Cash is a different thing. We are giving giving our resources to the people who are already filthy rich. 52 to 57 Muslim countries exist in the world. Whatever the dichotomy between them. Look, if someone comes to us for help, help them. Find and help them. But what we are doing is going down there and staking our lives on the line to help them. That's not going to help anyone. On the contrary, if you look at India as well, how much longer do we do? How much, you know, helping the poor people we do? One thing we need to remember down here, and I guess this has happened with you as well, we are breeding a sense of entitlement that the Sikhs will always be there. We are actually enslaving those people mentally because we are not allowing those people to liberate themselves, work for themselves, and fight for themselves. I think we we have talked about Sikhi and the welfare state, yeah? Yeah. So, 
that's a link there. And since I, I live in Uttar Pradesh, I could tell you one thing guaranteed that this has happened to me. This happened yep. to me in, in Punjab and it happened to me outside Punjab. Yep. People will approach you and say, buy me this, buy me that. Basic food items could be a bag of flour, a bag of, let's say, uh, those uh, lentils or maybe some green vegetables. Mm-hmm. So you, you are Sikh, you help people. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, I'm a Sikh, I help people. So you think that you are entitled to my money and my resources. See, thanks to the Veer who pointed this out, water, not blood. We have gotten to the point where we are giving blood. And also, you have to remember this. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, Paikaniya's story is really popular amongst the Dils of Jatai and everything. Yeah? Yep. And also, the other uh, other Sampadas and whatnot. Yep. Do you really think that Paikaniya was, was there in the active battlefield helping enemy soldiers? Or... Or when the battle had concluded, he went into the battlefield with his donkeys or horses, whatever was available there, yep. and he did not differentiate between the mercenaries on either yep. side yep. and the soldiers. It's okay, the battle is over. I'm going to help you go back. That might yep. have been a tactical decision at that exact moment in some particular context yes. to make to make people realize that you are fighting an unjust war. You're on the wrong side. Yes. So, Paikaniya story, that could have applied to a particular time, to a particular enemy. It's not supposed to be applied everywhere, to every person, every community across the globe. Well, I mean, that's right, that's right. Here's the the contradiction with the Dil Sabjata. Even these other YouTube traditionalists or whoever's running around believing in Babaji's, whatever... Everything, if they try applying everything they believe in on a universal context, then surely there are going to be contradictions which are going to be coming down here. I mean, if we take that logic, then maybe Sukha Singh and Matab Singh should have gone and given Masa Langar, uh, Masa Rangar some Langar in the Darbar Sahib data rather than cut his head off. <laughs> maybe they should have fed him first and then chopped his head off. Yeah, then chopped his head off. Maybe they should have just given him langar and then done the, you know, done some Simran, done Ardas and, you know, given him a Saropa and sent him along. I mean, today, the way things are going, he would probably have gotten a Saropa, let's admit it. They say that uh, back in the days when there was capital punishment by beheading, they will give you some water to drink because uh, that way you know, they would have, like, they would chop your head off in one go. Yeah, well, the thing down here is that our lot, if they were, if today's lot were back, then they would give you kid pure and then you could chop their head off. I say, okay, yeah, here it is. Take my resources, then execute me. Then execute me. And I mean, the thing is, people say that, look, we should be helping others, fine, then, but there should be a cost-to-benefit ratio, especially today, you know, cost-to-benefit ratio. We need that. We Sikhs are being pushed around all the time, and yet here we are, Rather than defend ourselves, rather than you know live up to this expectation we have of ourselves that we are warriors, we should. Oh, well, what we are actually doing is we're just taking a butt out there. It's like, oh yeah, you just uh, bullied us. Have some longer. Do you think? Okay, this is this is going to be well very controversial for mine. Do you think it's it's where are the roots of the, this feeling that uh, I solely exist to serve you? This, this servitude, I think it's self hatred. Or inferiority complex. 
it is self-hatred. Now, look, if all these people who do longer outside in the streets, who do longer anywhere, and the other lot who are running around and spotting these people, that they'll the vokes, somewhere inside, consciously or subconsciously, there's a feeling that I'm doing it for my liberation in the next world, that I'm killing my ego through doing this. But you so, aren't killing your ego through doing this because you actually expect something in return. Now, someone might say that, wait a second, you guys are saying that don't do longer because we are not getting anything in return. But the point is, we are not even concentrating on this next world quandary. We don't even believe that there is a next world which, you know, we will get the keys to by giving out longer. What we are saying is in this world, we need to be smart. And longer isn't solely about food. If today I'm feeding a blind man, fine then. I'm giving him longer, I can claim brownie points for it. What if tomorrow I enroll him in a school for the blind, which teaches him how to, you know, live his life purposefully. He finds a purpose in life. He starts earning money alongside as well, and he can feed himself rather than relying on me. Isn't that longer? Well, yeah, well, your statement holds true. Longer should not be limited to just food. And this, this, food or food donation, cooked food or uncooked food. See, now in the Gurdwaras, they say, Shavadala Langar, Terda Langar, etc., etc., all these pies, the gaps they're making. Back in the day, Shavadala Langar meant, you know, Langar of the Gyan from Guru Granth Sahib, from Hukam, which set you free, you know, which liberated you to follow your purpose in life. I mean, have, look have, at it. Have you heard of the, uh, the phrase welfare queen? Oh, yes, I've heard of it. So, could there be a longer queen? Oh, there are a lot of longer prima donnas. Lots of longer prima donnas. And they're going to be crying today. They're going to be crying today after this one. Well, I hope they only cry. They're not loading the pistols. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. These guys don't load their pistols. They load their uh, baltis. And they load their trucks and say, hey, let's go on a crusade, feeding the entire world. Yeah, drown them in langar. And I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen with my own eyes. These so-called committee members, Gurdwara Pradans, will get together and spend hundreds and thousands of precious dollars on making langar to bring a prime minister over and convince her that, you know, we need to look good in front of your community. Please give everyone residency. Please give everyone an amnesty. Because those people, those politicians have read the history of the Sikhs. Don't, don't get me wrong here. We have a glorious history. But if you look at it from around after Maharaja Ranjit Singh, if you look at it, what Sikhs have been doing, the Sikhs have been fighting, Sikhs have been uniting. Sikh leadership has been giving langar to a political leadership. Political leadership is fooling them after eating the langar. It's almost like a, it's almost like a transaction that we have fed you. Now here are our demands. You must fulfill them. Well, I mean, in reality, it's like this. Here we have fed you. Now here we are turning around. Now kick us up the ass. If someone comes to you for help, help them. I mean, look at Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Like, we're looking at those Khalsa Sikhs at the time. Someone came to them for help, they helped them. Now, that story that Guru Gobind Singh Ji sent all these Nihangs to liberate their uh, mosque, their uh, mosque in Ayodhya, the Babri Mosque, I think they call it. Uh, yeah, the Babri Masjid, yeah. Yep. Now, the contradiction here is they're claiming that when Babur came to India, he demolished it. 
and there was a mosque there. Now, when they say that Guru Gobind Singh Ji sent his uh, Nehangs to help the Sadhus liberate a temple down there, what's actually going on? Because there now the claim is that, wait, there was a temple there in Guru Gobind Singh Ji's time. That Guru Gobind Singh Ji visited Ayodhya and he wrote that he saw a temple down there. And you know what the contradiction down here is that, you know, they're saying that it was, you know, knocked down during Baba's time. Then they're saying it's around during Guru Gobind Singh Ji's time, whatever. But I don't think that Dasmay Patsha went and, you know, stuck his leg in someone else's problem. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Since you mentioned Dasmay Patsha, let's talk mm. about Nome Patsha first. Yep. Nome Patsha was executed by the state in 1675, yeah? Yep. How much time did it take for the people for whom Guru Sahib supposedly gave his life, to turn against Guru Gobind Singh? Not even three years. Not even three years. And we as Sikhs haven't learned anything from that experience. I mean, I mean the thing down here is we discussed in the Guru Tegabhadr episode recently that Guru Tegabhadr, contrary to what's believed, never gave his head for a particular community. It was yeah, for the universal freedom of conscience. Yep, yep. Supposedly, that's why I use the word supposedly. Yep. Okay. Yep. Fine then. Because... They came along, the Guru criticized them and told them that, look, your system, your religious system, which you want to preserve today, is the same as that system which is crushing you. Caste, Sharia, Varna, etc., whatever uh, is the same. Yep, true, true, true. But here's the thing, here's the thing. They didn't go to any other Hindu king because they knew that those guys were only fighting for themselves. Down here, now, look at it this way. Did Guru Tegabhadr go to Kashmir or did they come to him from Kashmir? Well, they arrived, uh, I think, uh, in 16... Oh, well, the same year, but like a few months earlier. So, so they arrived. They arrived. This is where it ends. They arrived. The Guru didn't go there. The Guru didn't go looking for a fight. They came along to try appropriating him for their fight, right? Guru Arjun didn't go to Delhi to instigate Khosrau against his father. When Khosrau, however, came to the Punjab and begged Guru Arjun for help, Guru Arjun pretty much op openly told the masses that, look, we need leaders like this who are ready to you know, fight for everyone rather than a few citizens, rather than for a few subjects, who will rule impartially and who will rule fairly, right? Guru Arjun didn't stick any leg in the fight between Jahagir and Khosrau. If Guru Arjan had wanted at that time, now contrary to the Baba Vadi image of Guru Arjan, Guru Arjan used to ride on a you know horse. He had a sword at his side as well. True. He was a trained warrior. If Guru Arjan had wanted, don't you think the entire Punjab could have been a flame against Jahagir at the time? He could, if he had wanted, yes. Gupta had to lie that Guru Hargob and Guru Harai and Guru Tegbhadr once served Aurangzeb. We have found no record whatsoever of what Gupta, Hariram Gupta, in his history of the Sikhs is asserting. And that assertion was made just to belittle the Sikhs. But neither of the Gurus, when Punjab was aflame with the war between Jahagir and Shahajan, when governor was killing governor, brother was killing brother, Guru Hargobind and the Sikhs took no part in that matter. Did not. Otherwise, if that is the Guru, that is the Guru. Now, look at it this way. Look at it this way. If we confront the Dil Saf gang with this, 
that the Guru didn't go and give any longer at the time. They will say, well, yeah, at that time, the Guru had limited resources. Today, we have, you know, technology. But if we were to say this, they would say, hey, you're saying that the Guru is an ordinary human and not divine who could do whatever he wanted to. <laughs> you, see where, you see where the contradiction is? <laughs> Okay. The whole country seems to be turning around this, that we need to build an image of ourselves, that we are the world's, you know, kitchen, that it feels good, that, you know, knowing that Sikhs feed the world. Do you really think that's going to stop incidents where your turban will be ripped off? If you really got bullied in the school, I mean, one of these kids from the USA actually contacted me and said that, you know, I feel really bad that you guys say that, you know, we should be very selective in how we do our seva. When I was younger, I got my, you know, the star ripped off. And I was like, oh, yep, I understand that. And I said, so what happened? And then he said that, oh, you know, when our organization started uh, going out and helping in Syria, Afghanistan, you know, et cetera, et cetera, I feel very proud, very humble. You know, I feel proud for wearing a turban. And I asked him, so how many times after that has your turban been ripped off at school? And he said, oh, it got ripped off last week. And I said, so are those Sikh organizations doing something for your turban? And then he was quiet. You know, if, if it's a matter of you saying that, look, I feel bullied, I feel, you know, humiliated, I'm traumatized every day for being a Sikh, well, learn to fight back. What do you think giving langar is going to do? It's like uh, giving ransom. How many uh, protests have you and me? We have both seen so many protests in our life where the authorities are eating the langar. Two minutes later, they get up, kick the plates away, overturn the tables and use those tables as cover to start firing their guns. Bro, I've seen plates flying around. Hmm, hmm, hmm. We, like, we, are they seen... playing frisbee in the langar hall? No, 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 they're fighting. <laughs> the thing is, langar was more than just food. And it, it uh, okay. Have you heard the Chinese epithet called Baizou? Uh, no. Uh, do you have any other device on you? Uh, no. If you Google the, the Chinese epithet Baizou, it's like a naive Western person who thinks he is the savior of the world. Yep, yep. That's, that's what we are beginning to think as well. That's what we are beginning to think as well, that we have a, we have a contract or something which says we need to save the world. We don't save the world. You know, we, the Khalsa, when it was made, the way the Khalsa is supposed to live its life. Now, look at it this way. This might sound offensive to many people. The true Khalsa, the golden age of the Khalsa. Do you really think those Sikhs were able to save their own families? Well, I've been a very, very hard task. Hmm. The thing is, the Khalsa lives as a template. We Sikhs, if we are Khalsa, we live as a symbol, a symbol which inspires people. But we can't really grab everyone's arm and spoon feed them now, can we? Well, the data seems to think so. It was the Guru Panth Khalsa, not the Guru Panth Justice League. <laughs> Man. I got so many jokes, but I'm really I'm trying really hard to control myself. I got so many jokes right I mean, the thing is, now, as you were saying, okay, fine, then we go all over the world. These organizations which are going all over the world, fine, then, you know, spending the valuable resources which should be, you know, spent on our own community, wasting everything, you know. 
thing is just consider it from this perspective first thing they're not able to save everyone in the regions they're going to right for me it's like okay there might be like 20 30 trouble spots across the entire globe which one are you going to serve and which one are you going to leave how do you decide even, that even the one you're going to serve are you saving everyone in that particular spot uh yeah, well, we don't know. We could ask them, probably sit them down and have a proper conversation with them and say, okay, what's up? Tell me your story. Second thing, second thing is, what's stopping these individuals from, you know, aligning their efforts with already existing organizations or setting up other organizations which cater to just more than, you know, what they are doing? Mm. If we say that uh, in India, oh, I have seen uh, longer uh, food and supplies, not just food, food and supplies, hmm. being distributed in, during the floods, earthquakes, yep. Yep. during th this COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah? Yep. Are you or are you not playing in the hands of the exact same state that you claim to hate? That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. The, the impression you get from social media, people are saying, well, you know, the Sikhs will never betray us. Sikhs will never do this. Sikhs will never do that, no matter how much chatter bread we do of the Sikhs. It's like, I, could, I can beat this servant every single day, but he will never leave the job. He will never leave the job. Now, if you look at the Gurus, when this parampara, when this tradition of Langar was started, when this practice was started, the Gurus weren't in a position of weakness. They were in a position of power when they started it. Very important point. Very important point. Now, with the Sikh ideology, the gurus were truly selfless because from a position of power, they did something which they didn't have to do. And uh, do you have any examples of gurusabs, any gurusabs sending a contingent of Sikhs to any trouble spot in India or outside? They say, okay, go organize a langar there. Do we have any, any such examples? Nothing like that. We, I, we just discussed the Guru Gobind Singh and that Mandir story. What the reality down here you need to understand is that Langar was just more than the food. Yes, we have discussed that as well. Second thing down here is Baba Nanak starts Kartarpur. Before that, we have a few sporadic incidents in his life where he has done Langar, but it's only when Kartarpur is established that there is something which comes close to a permanent Langar. What happens is people who want to live in Kartarpur, they're given that langar for the first few days, the food langar. Maybe in the third or fourth week, they're finally told, look, you need to get up and start working for yourself. What happens is every morning, everyone contributes the food needed for the langar. They cook the food. A few, you know, <clears throat> a, few, a bit of a portion, they leave aside for anyone coming into Kartarpur. The rest they do by themselves and they work by themselves. They only get together and eat. There is no one family or no one individual who's paying for and preparing the food for the others, as we have today, right? There was there was a recent yep. incident in, in the UK with the I think they call it gypsies. Yep. So they were on the Gurdwara premises and they were camping there. Yep. 
So I think they consumed alcohol and tobacco and was not, and they were kicked out. Yep. If they had not, let's say, for how long were you going to su- support them? Ten years? Three generations? What was amazing, what was really amazing, is that a very big Sikh organization, which calls itself a big Sikh organization, which claims it's fighting for the liberty of the Qom and the Pant, members of that organization were arguing against the Gurdwara for evicting that gypsy. And what's <laughs> more, those very same members were then sporting an individual who was claiming Guru Nanak was a gender bender and a queer. Well, oh my God. Sometimes, you know, you're totally lost. It's like you're trying to knit together an argument or a sentence, but you then say, is it, is it really worth it? What credibility do such individuals have who will come and say that, look, you're talking against Langer, you're talking against Langer, who will shout you down, who will claim that you are, oh, I mean, should I say it or not, that you're paid agents of a foreign power trying to dismantle the Sikhs, and then they turn around and claim that any Sikh who doesn't support Palestine is not a Sikh. They're a fake account on Twitter. Yeah, uh, I need a new cell phone. So if any government agency is listening, donate me some money. <laughs> and the thing is, we were supposed to empower people by living a particular way. You know, this is what we do. The Sikh, the Khalsa Sardars, the Muslim Sardars, they used to have a langar in their house 24-7. People used to come, eat it. They were kicked out the very same minute they finished eating because they were told that, look, you need to go find a job for yourself or we will give you a job. Here, get a sword. We'll give you a horse. Go out and help us fight. Okay. Guru Nanak establishes Kartarpur, yeah? Yes. Now, Guru Nanak, let's say, owned a lot of land. That's correct? Yes. So if Kurunaga wanted, he would have an army of parasites around him, eating langar every single day and doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> this army of parasites actually apparently came to Nandapur. It was called the Dasis, and they did jackal to help the Guru fight the Mughals. And finally, they ran away when he asked them to, you know, pick up their clubs and march out in the field of battle. Well, j- just imagine, if you say that I'm doing seva, let's say, What's, hmm. what's preventing the other party or the other side from exploiting you? We and need I, to be... Are, yep. are, are you fine being exploited? We need to be smart how we do, Seva. You know, look at the look at the Gapakahanias which have been made around this concept. So we discussed, you know, the Pike and the Yeshu, how it has been blown out of proportion, right? Yep. Now... Whenever you see these Baba Wadi types, these, you know, Guppy Pracharaks, what they will claim is that Guru Gobind Singh used to disguise himself every night to check Langar. I have no doubt that the Guru probably did what they're saying. But really, is this how you're going to justify samosas, paneer, pakoras, all this unhealthy rubbish in Langar? Uh, well, that's true. There is a lot of, let's say, unhealthy things. Uh, would you call them unhealthy or do you call, would you call it a publicity stunt? Whatever it is, in the long run, it's unhealthy, isn't it? I mean, how many Baba, bab, you know, Baba, Taburiya, Bachiya, Honiya, CJ, Langar, Nikandir? How many old people would still be alive? Well, I spent a lot of time at the farmers' protest. Yep. And let me tell you, the amount of food that was totally wasted 
if you if you if there are let's say a thousand people over there, a thousand protesters over there, yep. yeah, and you could say there are five hundred, let's say, locals who come there to eat food, probably you know, those people living in squalor, you know, those thatch huts and everything. Yep. So fifteen hundred people, you only need let's say one langar for it, yeah. Yes. There were there were ten. The amount of food that was wasted. Yes. And this is a very small point, but the amount of food that was wasted. Yes. The exact same people are going to call it bear the bee. That you have That's wasted right. Lanka. That's right. Now one of the Veers who was actually with us, who is actually in our group. He told me a very interesting thing when the poster for this one was put up there. You know, a long time ago in the UK, um, the virus actually in the UK. So what's actually happened is that he's seen this with his own eyes. This is actually something and I have no problem in believing that what he's telling me is true. Now, what's actually happened is that overseas we have this Nagarkirtan practice. You know, Nagarkirtan in South Hall. This is the last Nagarkirtan in South Hall if the UK people are listening, which they will be listening to us where there were a number of non-Sikhs out to fill their bags, trolleys, child buggies. One European was proud of having got two crates of drink. None of these was needy people. In fact, I think they thought lowly of Sikhs for being this silly. All this could have been better spent on the needy, certainly on the needy Sikhs first here and then abroad with remainder slash surplus going to others. Okay. Time for a thought coin. Yes. The people who invented everything, Yep. The people who developed science, mathematics, the people who discovered the new world, people who settled new continents, the people who reached moon. Yep. They couldn't figure out how to do a langar. <laughs> Look, let me let me just ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If we need to save lives today, we use a aeroplane. Right? If we need to get somewhere really fast. Someone yep. gets bitten by a snake on one side of Africa. From the other side, you have a plane over in 10 minutes with the life-saving disease, uh, with the life-saving, uh, you know, antidote. Antidote, you, yeah. Yep. The person lives. The person survives. Jendagi Bajgi, right? There is a war going on, you know, and as brutal as this might sound, as callous as it might sound, to end this war very quickly, to save a majority of the population, you send the Air Force in. You know, bomb the shit out of them. Let's just leave it. Finish them off. Drop a JDAM from 10,000 feet, yeah? Yep. <clears throat> no. This was something developed after 9-11. If, again, we have a situation like that, Someone has to make the tough call. 10,000 in the building or 200 on the plane? Who's going to go up there and shoot them down? Someone in an aeroplane. We want to get from one place to another? Aeroplane. It really depends on how we use the tool we have, right? Uh, I'll compare it to oxygen. Once upon a time, the Earth had more oxygen than it had today. We had lush greenery all over the planet. One bolt of thunder, one spark of lightning, and all that highly supercharged oxygen would set the entire planet aflame. That's how some of these massive extinction events happened before the dinosaurs. Anyhow, that same oxygen we breathe to be able to live. Too much is bad, too little is bad. 
Same with the technology we have. But if you come to think about it, is it the guy who's running around doing all this langar who's going to be important in Vahigru's eyes at the end of the day? You know, the guy running around foolishly doing langar for, you know, basically doing langar and wasting the month's resources? Or is it going to be the individual who invented the plane? Who's going to be more important in Vahigru's eyes? Well, that depends on you know, who is going to answer this question. Right. But from an impartial yep. point of view. They would say that the person who invented the aircraft did his seva. Now it's time to do my seva. <laughs> See, their seva only consists of stuffing food down people's gullet. The problem I have with this is that how much, you know, what is the month's annual budget? Has anyone ever asked this question? Uh, no. We, we, we might know what's the budget of STPC, but that's it. That's it, right? Now, <clears throat> sickly girls and vangeras, who are looking after them? Now, this is going to sound pretty damn offensive, and I hope it does sound offensive if it really needs to. From the past 30, 40 years, only the Sikh Missionary College has been looking after those Sikhs. The ones forgotten by the mainstream. No Jatha, no Samprada has ever gone there. If they do, I was talking with a individual who lost his uh, brother in the 80s. His brother was quite a prominent fighter, and this was a long time ago. And I told him that, look, you are requesting financial aid for your mother who's 98 years old and he said yes your uh you know brothers who got killed their children and he said yes and uh, you yourself are 43 and unmarried and he said yes now people who know what i'm talking about like what i'm saying they will probably know who i am talking about in the first place and what's actually happening is that then i actually asked him again and i said so why is it that whenever i look on youtube i see all these you know personalities come to your house every anniversary of your brother's death make big speeches celebrate it and you know they get all this money in front of the guru grand Sahib. why then are you every year requesting people to donate money to you so you can get blankets for yourself and do you know what he told me tell me that i don't get to even see a penny the money's collected and put in Babaji's fund. I don't see anything. I'm relying on people like you who might see me on YouTube and who might decide to hear my begging and give me what I need. It's been 40 years since my brother died, 40 years since his uh, picture got put up in all these houses, 20 years since that picture is in Amritsar, you know, in the Central Sikh Museum. 15 years since it's online, 16 years since people have been making songs about him, but no one ever asked about the family behind him. I actually have a very controversial take on this. Yes. Did his this individual's brother die for Sikhi, or was it a transaction? He died for Sikhi. There was no transaction. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You're saying that, you know, essentially they never asked for any reimbursement. So why should we be helping the family? But at the end of the day, if someone's fallen on hard times, you know, if our Sikhs have fallen on such hard times, why can't we look after them first before looking after others? 
whatever the surplus is we can use on others. But the fundamental main financial goal should be to help our own people first. That's the point. That's the context. That's the That's point. That's the context. Hari Singh Pangi and the missiles were sitting in the Kal Takht, you know, discussing how the Khalsa could conquer the Punjab when that Brahman came to them from Multan. He came and he begged them and they decided to help him. But first and foremost was the Khalsa goal of conquering Multan. The Brahmin was just coincidental. Nonetheless, they would have helped his wife. They would have gone and liberated her. But they kept this thing in their perspective. How many Sikhs are we going to lose to help this one man? That's why they collected valuable intelligence and only attacked then. But Taru Singh, when he rescued that you know, girl from um, that governor's clutches, None of those things walked in, you know, empty-handed. They discussed it among themselves, planned, acquired the right weapons, and then they went in to help him, that Brahman's daughter. But they never surrendered on the ultimate game, the ultimate goal, which was to conquer the Punjab for the Khalsa. Okay. If, let's say, if we had our own state, let's say. Yes. Would we use the concept of Langar as to establish a welfare state or not? Personally speaking, <clears throat> I personally believe a Sikh state cannot be a welfare state. It cannot be a welfare state or a socialist state. It cannot be allowed to become any of those. And are you going to impose Langar tax on people who, let's say, are successful? If there is such a state that I'm living there, I'll fight tooth and claw against any such tax or any such classification of the state. Why should we breed a sense of entitlement among our people who have never asked anyone for anything? Well, that's that's the point for you and I and everybody who's listening, and of course every Sikh need, needs to ask ask themselves, you know. My resources are mine. I can willingly, let's say, willingly choose to help my neighbor, somebody in my village or, or my city or one of my friends or relatives or whatever, yeah? Yep. But do I really, do somebody really needs to use, let's say, an established religious dogma? Or, well, not dogma, sorry about that. The concept, a religious concept, that's Lankar, to, let's say, entice me into donating that's the thing. That's what I wonder. When these guys are going all over the world, what the hell are they acquiring from it? You know, what are they getting from it? Brownie points, bro. Brownie points, very important. That's, that's, that's what I believe is happening. That's what I believe. All these big charities, somewhere along the way, we will see it. And we are seeing it. These, you know, corporate sector charities, these charities run on private lines. Somewhere along the way, there will be a bust out and someone will realize that the shareholders there have been making millions. Okay, there are shareholders there and there are investors. Hmm. So these are two, two different things. Yep. Okay. And uh, in India, that's well, since I've observed this, organizing any, chari any charity, it, it could be in the form of Langer, it could be any sort of, let's say, quote unquote, help. Yep. It's one of the best ways to turn black money into white money, and it's one of the best ways to earn money and establish a social reputation at the same time. You're right. You're right. You're 101% right. 
Sikhi has just been reduced to two things in the 21st century, either a sodam or either a chef's dream. So you're either wielding a kanda or a karchi. Or a karchi. I mean, amazingly enough, amazingly enough, you know when that, uh, what was it, 40-foot kanda we got installed at Anandapur? <laughs> I asked the people commenting Vaigru Satnam underneath that couldn't the money have been better spent and they shouted at me. I, I so have that, a relative and, uh, well, we, oh, he's on Facebook and everything, he added me. You see any picture that, you know, that, that will make you a little bit emotional. It could be somebody suffering, could be now a picture of, a, let's say, a, a Sikh kid or a Sikh woman or everybody. They say, Vaiguruji, hmm. Vaiguruji, Vaiguruji. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that, you know, we should actually put up a meme. This is how saying Vaigru Satnam on our Facebook works. You say Vaigru Satnam, your battery gets charged, the currents go up to heaven. <laughs> It's, it's actually uh, quite funny because I've seen memes of Jesus saying, okay, only 3,000 Facebook likes. I have to kill this kid now. That's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, the stupidity, this is a self-made superstition. But if, the thing if, being at the... Yep. Okay, sorry. I have a lot yeah. of questions. Sorry. Yep. But the thing being at the end of the day, we are Sikhs. We have a unique identity. We have a unique ideology. Why aren't we trying to save that ideology? Now, over the last few months, there has been an outcry about, you know, people converting to Christianity in the Punjab. From what I understand, what got put up on Twitter during those arguments going on around the farmers' protests was that even today, a majority seem to be from the Brahmanical caste in the Punjab. They are the ones converting to Christianity faster than the Sikhs. But that does not mean that Sikhs are not converting. Now, long time ago, I saw a interview. I can't remember the Singh's name. <clears throat> they went to this village in um, uh, near Amritsar, and the village had converted to Christianity, and they met this uh, individual who was an ex-Singh. And he used to stay in Nihang Singh, Bana Chardi Klavala Singh, and they had an interview with him, and they asked him, well, what happened? And he said that my daughter had a hole in her heart, couldn't afford the money, went to the Christians. They told me, just cut your hair, give a statement. And he gave that statement. I'm not a Sikh anymore. They gave me the money and I got the gill surgery done. So it's the uh, testimonial or are they testimony something? Yeah, something that's like what, that. That's and what they used Yep. And they went into his house and he still got the good kasab. He still does his nithanim. He's obviously taken off his kakars. And he's only got a picture of Jesus. And they said, so you have a church? And he said, yes. He said that they tell us to gather there. We gather there because we expect money from them. So it's a quid pro quo relationship rather than any genuine conversion. But when I went to all these Sikh organizations, none of them helped me. And what I saw was that they were helping others. Well, it is true, Matt. Sad situation, bro. Sad situation. And that's, that's where you start thinking, really, that when your own people are suffering as much. See, this isn't a country. We don't have a country where we can say that our people are homeless. We need to kick the foreigners out. We can't say that. There are many problems with that statement. But today, when we are a nationless minority, we have got so much surplus on our hands. Where is all this money going? Why aren't we helping our own people? What is the need of the moment? 
if we can get more Sikhs, then we can probably, you know, help more people. We need to rationalize that. We can change the entire world if we have more Sikhs. But it seems that this thing which has been smashed, now Sikhs don't convert, Sikhs don't convert that, and that feeding longer is going to sort everything out. These two things are killing us on each and every corner. Well, you are true, bro. It's, it's actually quite sad. It's actually very, very sad. Once you start thinking about it, once your, let's say, your thought process changes from blind faith to practicality, dare I say, these, these issues, they become very clear to you. They do become very clear. They do become very, very, very clear to you. Does going to the Gurdwara every Sunday, does worshipping Waheguru as they claim they do, does it only consist of going to the Gurdwara, hearing the pies scream their throats out, and eating langur consist sikhi? Well, depends who you're asking, bro. How many Sikhs do you think, you know, had langur at Anandapur? Uh, I don't know. What I know is, what I know is, when Guru Sahib needed them, only 40 showed up. Mm, 40 and if I remember correctly, 200 others, the low caste ones, when the Brars ran away. So that was around 240, I think, which actually fought, but the 40 were the primary ones. Well, two, let's say 240 after nearly 250 years of Sikhi Parchar. 250 years of Sikhi Parchar. So shouldn't Every single Sikh ponder upon this simple fact and ask themselves the question, what exactly is Seva? What exactly is Sikhi? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Now, no, See, no, another, now yeah. today, today, sorry, there are people mm -hmm. who say that uh, it's like, what, 960 million or something Sikhs who are going to come or something like that. See, not this many yeah, people are going to come. Yeah. When Guru Sahib in his own lifetime needed them, only, let's say, 200-odd showed up. And you dare to say 960 million. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you two little stories connected with this. The first one is this, that uh, Master Tarasang, after, you know, getting his butt kicked, realized that, you know, he had no other option. So he used to say the Panth is in danger, the Panth is in danger. And when Santa Singh Nihang rebuilt the Kaal Takht, you remember that era as well, don't you? I mean, we went around then, but reading from books and watching the videos... Have you seen those videos of when they directly marked in, uh, marched into the Kaal Takht? The army was there. Santa Singh Nihang elements from, uh, I think, Nanaksar and uh, the Nam Taris. What Sangat Singh says is that over 20,000, uh, you know, payas were brought over from UP with the layer of alcohol and free food, langar, to come and uh, tie all these dodgy-looking turbans on their heads and sit in the crowd. Do you remember that? I do. Yep. Now, if I remember correctly, Baban... Uh, Sorry, Nihal, Singh Hariya Velawara and a few others like the Jatadar of Patna Sahib, they were pretty much forced at gunpoint to go down there and sit down there. So, you know, there are pictures of them sitting there and there is Yogi Harpajan, you know, roaming around in the middle. And uh, a few of these pictures, these individuals who I just mentioned, other than Yogi Harpajan, they're giving Santa Singh this very uh, ugly look because, you know, for example, if I am doing something like that and they bring you along and they tell you, look, by Navjit Singh, you have to go down there. Everyone has decided this. It's only when you reach the venue and hear me speak that you realize, well, wait a second. No one could spot this. 
And you know what that look on your face would be like? That shit, I have been played. Well, <laughs> I can only imagine. Yep. And anyhow, down there, so everyone's marched in, and I was telling you about the lunger issue, that you know how this lunger issue was brought up, that they came around, and uh, they said that they would do the lunger. Now, this uh, first Sarabat Khalsa has done, Santa Singh is sitting there, and he gets up on stage, and he starts giving this massive speech, and the Nihangs are shouting, Bole, Sonehal, Gajke, Jikara, Blave, Nihal, Hoja, Vejate, Darabuddha, Dal, Panth, Kali, Khalsa, Nupave, and all that. And Santa Singh is standing up there, and he <laughs> says this, that, and he used to say it throughout his life. You can listen to the Katha online as well. That Tara Singh and the Hundazi Panth Katarechia Master Tara Singh used to say the Panth is in danger. I know the Panth is not in danger. And this is the point where, you know, uh, listeners, the layman gets attuned to the audience. They're like, oh, Babaji's about to do Bachan. Here's Babaji's Bachan. How can this Panth be in danger when the 40 Mukta died? Guru Gobind Singh planted their souls like seeds into the Sachkhand, when the Panth is in danger, they will come back again to save the Panth. So the Jews are still waiting for their Messiah to come. There are probably millions upon millions who, who believe that Jesus is going to have a second coming. Yep. And uh, the Muslims believe in, in Judgment Day, and so do the Christians. Yep. And we have those uh, things supposed to, well, we are waiting for them to come back. Yep, the Charlie Mukta. We're waiting for the Charlie Mukta to come back. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. This this is the first story. Now, the second story, I hope this keeps in context with it, is now, look at how they try justifying Langara. Is that Guru Ramdas was sitting there cooking food and Guru Amar Das wasn't there. Guru Amar Das was far away in the Punjab. Guru Ram Das had traveled to another country, what constituted a country at that time. And he said, Satnam Vaheguru, before, you know, giving the uh, rice to the sadhus down there, the Nanga sadhus. And when they ate it, the rice went into Guru Amar Das's mouth. <sighs> okay. What can I do? We have people who, who sat at the Hyde Park debate in the UK, yeah? Yep. London, to be exact. Yep. That could now used to fly around the, world, around the world in the form of a sparrow. In the form of a sparrow. Look at, look at how all these stories and, have been made and, new to us. Yeah, remember, a sparrow is not a bird that can take a long flight. Mm -hmm. No. Yep, you, no, you could no. have said a pigeon, you could have said an eagle, a hawk, could have said mm -hmm. a migratory bird that not, they travel thousands of miles in a single go. He said a sparrow. See, this is where Guru Nanak actually says that, you know, in life you have to be very careful, especially when you're coming to spirituality, because in Asadivar, as he says, there are people who are actually so blind that they think they're committing spiritual acts by bowing down to fake holy men, by feeding others, by doing all this thing they think is seva, which at the end of the day, they're only fooling themselves. And they have no one to blame but themselves when they fall to the pangs of life. Give me a few examples of Guru Sabs doing seva. Okay, fine. Then look at, look at the seva. Going from village to village, city to city, and singing Kurasan Kasme, uh, Kurasan Kasme Kia Hindustan Daraya. 
raising people up, making people rise up and fight for their rights. Isn't that Seva? Well, it, it's not going to count as Seva. It's going to, going to count as preaching. Seva enough. This is Sansar Seva. You're opening an, another avenue for them to exploit. Yeah, so go on. Establishing educational institutes so people could be free of dependence on someone else. Establishing hospitals. Establishing hospitals for the needy. People who are needy will often come to you when they realize you can fulfill their needs, but by no means should they be allowed to become entitled. So what's the difference between a safety net and a hammock? <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But what I mean is like this. Let's Let's think about it. Let's go like this. Someone comes to you, they've lost their job. How long are you going to feed them? And even if they get a job, they could simply say, okay, I don't need to spend money on groceries. The Sikhs are there. That stupidity needs to end because once your need is gone, you shouldn't even be inside the Langar Hall. I, I've made this statement, I think a few podcasts ago, that solutions to the problems, they remain as traditions and the problems go away when the problems go Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. Now, after bike, can I, after this bike, can I example which has been blown out of proportion? Do you hear of any other Sikhs doing the same on the field of battle? I can only imagine that. Uh, okay, imagine there are Khalsa forces going to battle against Afghans in the 1820s or 30s, and there's a guy saying, "Okay, I'm going to. You are naturally going to kill a few Afghans, maybe injure a few more." I'm going to heal them and get them better ready to fight against you once more. Hmm. There'll be a people who would shoot you on the spot. You're right. That would, that would count as textbook treason. Definitely right. We need to remember that as a minority, we should be fostering bonds between ourselves rather than with others. Ask yourself this question. Why did only Pai Kanaya see Guru Gobind Singh in all people, friends and enemies? Why didn't other Sikhs do it? No, you got a point. You got a very valid point down here. And what I'm saying, what we're trying to say is that we need to help our own people first and then we help others. Find them in whatever your country you live in. Support local charities, support locals, help them. But remember, we have an obligation to our own people as well. Are you going to burn your own house to provide warmth to your neighbor? Yes, sir. No, no. Then you're being selfish. How am I being selfish? Well, uh, I speak with Adil Saf Chatha. Chatha You know, you have to remember the, the basic principle of Sikhi it's, it's also Kirt Karo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for oh, yourself. Yeah, wouldn't that apply to other people as well? These if three I... rules, yep, these three yeah, rules, yeah. Naam Japana, Vandke Shakana, Kirt Karnina, look at the way they've been misinterpreted. Naam Japana, sit inside a room and smash up some beats on your rosary. Vandke Shakana, come out and do a langar and Kirt Karni. Go out there and spend a few hours doing a job you don't like. But what it really means, Nam Japana means acquiring Gyan. 
In Jap Sahib Guru Gobind Singh Ji says that Naam, the true Naam, the Naam which Gurbani calls Gyan and not the Vedic Naam of, you know, Mantar, that Naam is a Japa Jap. You can't Jap it. It's impossible to Jap. So Naam Japana in that context emerges as being, you know, collecting Gyan and living Gyan rather than Japping Gyan. Why Gurdas says that by saying sugar, 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 you can create an image of sugar, but you can't taste it. Yep, Similarly, yep. by saying virtue, 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 such, 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 you can create an image, a concept, but you can't live that concept. So Nam Japna means living wisely as the Guru wants you to. Kirat Karni means wholeheartedly involving yourself in something which gives your life purpose. Vandke Shakana means when you have that Gyan, you distribute it among others as well. It's when you distribute that Gyan, that's when your life becomes something else. That's why Guru Nanak says, Jini Nam That along with themselves, they liberate others as well. Now the thing down here is, this is the main problem I have when people start bringing all these Devi Devta stories into Sikhi. Guru Gobind Singh Ji does Khande Bhatte Damrit. Why does he do Khande Bhatte Damrit? And also the Amrit was prepared from the water of Satlash River. Ordinary and, water. Yep. And we discussed that in the Darbar episode. But the thing is, he could have used a gun. He could have used, you know, anything. But why Khanda? Because Khanda signifies death. The symbolism down here is what we need to understand. That the Sikhs, the Kors and the Singhs, when they take Amrit, they except death. And the symbolism down here is potent because, <clears throat> you know, the problem with all these ancient Indian classics, these so-called classics like Mahabharata and Ramayana, is that there's always going to be that otherworldliness around them. Oh, yeah. And then if you look at it, they might say this is a colonial lens, etc., etc. But if you... It's a very potent idea of the reality of this world. And Homer wrote the Iliad, and in the Iliad, there's a part where, you know, Achilles has this little uh, dialogue with one of his advisors, and he tells them that the gods are really jealous of men because the gods are immortal and man is mortal. Man is haunted by the infinity, by the vastness of infinity, and death impels a man to achieve something which will allow him to live forever in the subconsciousness. So people ask what he was like, what he did, or what she did, what she was like, what did she fight for, you know? And the gods have a dreary existence because they live from, you know, era to era, century to century, millennia to millennia. People fear them, but people do not respect them, and nor are they inspired by the gods. That symbolism of death, which is, you know, uh, incorporated into the Amrit initiation ceremony, when we accept that Amrit, Aren't we accepting something similar? That we are accepting death. We accept the eventuality of death. We know we are mortals. We will commit ourselves to doing something which will allow us to live forever in memory. I think that if somebody gives you immortality, that's the biggest curse you can receive. Death is the greatest gift we have. Death is the greatest gift we have. I think it's his story. Uh, is it the Tom Hank movie, The Green Mile or something? Mm, yeah, what's the story? It's like a death row prisoner 
gives him his mouse. Uh, yes. So Tom Hanks knew that this guy was innocent, but he couldn't go against the codes and everything, yeah? Mm-hmm. So he gives them his mouse. The mouse, the mouse lives like well beyond his natural age, yeah? Yes, yes. And, I so, think so, so, does, and so does Tom Hanks. Hmm. His sons die, his grandchildren die, and he's living a very long life and he's healthy. They say, yeah. I don't want Everybody I have loved is dying in front of me. He has cursed me by, living, by giving me a long life. The thing is that the people who we remember today in Sikhi for having you know, committed great acts, so we have the gurus, we have Banda Singh Bhadar, we have so many individuals we have discussed ourselves as well in our history. Do we remember them only for their longer and for you know wasting the Pant's precious resources? Oh, man. That's a conversation that probably we need a whole brainstorming session. But think about it, just a brief answer. Our resources are being wasted, wasted willingly. Willingly, our, willingly. Our limited resources. It should be a policy of Sikhs first and the surplus can go to someone else. Okay, uh, what exactly is charity? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to make a point about real life. It's outside theology. What exactly is charity? Okay, so like you said, the three rules which Guru Nanak laid down apply to everyone. Let's, let's cut their theoretical basis away from there and let's just say they apply to everyone. Reality being Vandake Shakana. If I know that if I work, I won't be reliant on anyone other than the institute I work for. But if I have the skills, I can always move jobs, change jobs. And if I give the same knowledge to someone else, isn't that Vandake Shakana? It is. And uh, okay, one more question. No, it's similar to it. If there is a person who is not physically fit, let's say, mm. and they have a fall, let's say, mm. are you going to pull them up every single time or are you going to teach them to rise up every time they have a fall? Teach them. So if, if you teach them, aren't you denying yourself the opportunity to, to do seva? How am I denying myself to do the opportunity to do seva? I can keep on feeding them and make them reliant on me. I can make sure they rot internally, or I can empower them to help themselves and help others as well. Well, that's that's the let's say the correct way to do it. But you say, okay, he falls down on there. I'm going to you know pull him up every single time. I'm going to you know make him stand. But I'm not going to teach him to you know help himself because he if he helps himself. I don't have anybody left now to help, so I can't do seva anymore. But why would you want to do that seva? Seva should not be a long-lasting concept in the fact that you keep on helping people over and over again in one way. Seva should be a matter of you empowering them and liberating them. That's my point. But that's how the gurus did it, did it didn't they? Yep. 
if Gurnanak is if Gurnanak is farming in well into his sixties and seventies, what does that tell us? Mm-hmm. At that yeah. age, let's say, at that age, would you say he was physically very, very fit? I wouldn't believe greatly. He walked across thousands of miles, yeah? He went all mm-hmm. the way to the Middle East and everywhere, yeah? Yep. That would have taken a massive toll on his body, physical toll. Yep. So do you think uh, in his old day he was physically very fit? No, not really. Not really, yeah. Mm. We have he's he established Kartarpur, yeah. Yep. Do you think if he had, I think he had like eighteen thousand acres under his name at that time? I don't know. It was a massive yep. estate. Yep. If he really believed in selfless seva the way we believe it to be today, mm. wouldn't you think there would have been an army of parasites around Kurunanak? Okay, he's got land, he's got sevadars, it's going to be Lengo 24-7. I'm going to live here for my entire life. I don't have to work for a single day. That's the thing. I mean, even if you look at it ideologically, the gurus gave us the direct path to the truth, which made them into gurus, rather than make us reliant on them exclusively. In the event that... uh... Mr. Singh becomes the Prime Minister of a democratic system. Yep. A theoretical Mr. Singh, yes. A theoretical Mr. Singh, yeah. Somebody, or Mr. Singh, or let's say Ms. Kaur or Mrs. Kaur, whatever. Yep. yep. Are you going to enact a welfare state policy to say, we are, I am a Sikh, we have the concept of Langar, so I'm going to provide, let's say, basic food service, let's say, to everybody. Welfare. No, no, no. Not on the mass scale that we will be delivering it to you. You need help, you go ahead and get that help. No one's going to come and help you. Yep, no one's going to come and help you. So in this case, would you or would you not enact more policies that say, okay, we are supposed to give poor people or we are supposed to feed poor people? Hmm. Wouldn't that be an establishment of a welfare state or a socialist state. And I think I've talked about this earlier. You you will need to, let's say, probably not tax me for this, this universal basic supply or universal basic income, something very close to it. Yep. As as a matter of a political policy. Or that might be your, your campaign slogan or something. Mm. Wouldn't that go against Sikh principles? That would, that would. You have to realize that we were made warriors to defend ourselves rather than someone else always coming to defend us. I think I, I tried to make a point, but I think I got lost somewhere in the translation. Hmm. But I mean, the thing being, Sir Pala is done in more ways than one. And why is it that Tripatapala today only means giving them, giving, giving them food and help? And ignoring Sikhs who it seems are not part of the Sarbat. It, it's, it's a conundrum in, in my brain that you are willing to cross the ocean to help somebody, but you're not going to look 
just over your shoulder. It's the same thing that an American would fight an ocean to fight for democracy by working across the street to vote. <laughs> That's right. And these are answers which only the listeners have to think about. We can't provide all answers. Well, of course we cannot. We can just now probably convince you or try to convince you to think for yourself. Mm, that's it. That's all for today then. Thank you very much. Bye, Bye,